Hey guys, welcome to the Ukulele Podcast. I'm Judy. And I'm Simon. I'm Alex. And I'm Russell. And this is oh no no wait no we gotta do that again. Oh. You're doing fine, girl. Yo, I was Judy. ready to say it too. Spill the tea. Yo, I was tense. I was ready. Okay. Judy was okay. tossing it up and then she failed to catch it. Like, okay, come on sorry. now. You're good. Hey guys, welcome to the UCLA podcast. I'm Judy. I'm Simon. I'm Alex. I'm Russell. And this is Spill the As you guys can see, we have two very special guests here. We have our alumni, Alex and Russell. Can you guys introduce yourselves, please? Yeah, Alex, why don't you go first? Yeah, sure. Um, hey guys, uh, my name is Alexandra. I was the former vice president of membership for UCLA, and I was also the former executive vice president in 2018 through 2019. Uh, currently, I'm working at a company called Nielsen right now as a client delivery analyst. Um, I majored in operations in college, and now I'm back at Baruch, and I'm majoring in business analytics. Wow. Sex. How about Russell? <laughs> Great. So for me, yeah, when I was part of UCLA, I was the VP of PR to begin with, and then moving on to the executive secretary. And then after my eboard year, I remained uh, within the group as the CLP committee member, uh, one of them. Still staying committed to the to UCLA after the um, board. But were you guys on uh, eboard like the same year? No, um, Alex was the eboard after hours. I was one of Russell's leaders. It was tragic. <laughs> oh, t- <laughs> what happened there? Spill the tea, Alex. No, I don't have any tea to spill. It no, was a she's good just year. saying that. She <laughs> says things that. sometimes. Just bullying, just bullying Russell. Oh, oh, and then my bad, I forgot. So occupation, I'm I'm working at a company called Accenture, and my position officially is like something long and fancy. It's like advanced application engineer analyst, but really it boils down to software engineer. Just do this so Winnie can clap and enter it in. Do this, Russell. Yeah, Winnie, add that. Wait, what <laughs> does that mean? Russell's title. Because we're making Winnie do extra work on the podcast by editing in um, the title of your occupation, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, thank you for the introductions. Thank you. How does it feel to be back um, with UCLA on our podcast? Oh man, I was listening to the podcast early this morning and I was just like listening to Simon and Kenny and like you guys all laugh and just like roast each other and all that kind of stuff. And it made me miss UCLA. I feel like all of us alums, we spend like every Friday night just like reminiscing about all the UCLA memories. So yeah, it makes me, it makes us miss you guys. So I hope you guys like enjoy every moment of being in UCLA. I miss yeah. it for sure. It's really cool for me too, because I feel like I've been very out of touch with UCLA, especially during the last year, you know, with work getting busy and all and uh, just life happening. So, and even with uh, just you two, like Simon and Judy, I've never really sat down and talked to you guys. So really cool experience. Yeah. How does it feel for you guys, like the year is ending for you guys? This is our first year on board. Yeah, both of us, for the both yeah, of us. So it's, it's definitely interesting having it be online as well. Yeah. yeah. But you guys got to see each other recently recently no i haven't seen Simon i haven't now. seen judy and mad long until like i just pull up like the last time i just pull up to see judy was in like staten island and i was still in the car i just like say hi to her yeah and, uh, and yeah, i was on the porch yeah she just uh said hi to me 
But yeah. Oh, because there was like a birthday party that happened recently. Yeah, it was it was uh for Justin and um I's birthdays. Uh, since both of our birthdays were in early April, but then uh, we got busy and Baruch celebrated API Heritage Month uh in April instead, so we just had a lot of things to do then. So that party was like a great way to just you know get together and relax. The end of April, still being very of um coronavirus guidelines, spraying down. You know, being safe, all that jazz. Oh, well. you know? Didn't Tina also make like a birthday song for you guys? A birthday. What? Al, who is who is the messenger bird here? Like, how how is this getting? <laughs> no, because I helped Tina make the song. Um, <laughs> at yeah. like five in the morning. Wow. So yeah, so it was very sweet. Um, Tina made like a song, uh, a personalized song compiled from leaders for Justin and I. Mine was um. Sing it, sing it. Mine was. <laughs> Mine was like a um the a parody on WAP, so how fitting, cute. Yeah, <laughs> so I I can't play it because I promised it not to reveal it, but it was very sweet. It was um I think it was along the line of what Alex said, like you hang out with your friends on like Fridays and like those friendship blossom out of you know UCLA, and it's natural to like kind of feel out of touch how um Russell feels, but I feel like it's a little bit natural. But you still have those friends that you like grew together. Um, still being friends and chilling with them at Fridays, and for that party, like that will be like a forever memory of mine. And afterwards, we we still gonna be friends, you know. Next next e board, I feel like um, not trying to speak for Jude, but um, I'm I'm personally very excited and not anxious or like fearful at all. I'm more looking forward to the future and be in person again. How do you feel, Judy? I feel the exact same way. Um, like UCLA, like even though everything has been online. Being a part of UCLA has been our medium to connect to everyone else. So yeah, it's it's gonna be even better next year since we've had this experience, and we'll see how like our experience being online translates to being in person. So we'll see how that goes. But today it's a Friday night. It's late. It's like nine thirty. Were you guys at work earlier today? Funny enough, so like we were all co-working together. Co-working. <laughs> um, Co- co-working as don't tell our bosses but anyways so um it was around like 1 30 to 5 it was like me russell lewis arvis and lynn we were all on zoom and we were all working together so you know that's oh. that's like our way of bonding mm. while so we're all keep each other accountable or y'all just messing around <laughs> yeah, i would say it's mostly messing around okay. if you i know, really it's... need to work i will mute everyone on zoom and actually get some work done but if not i'll just start talking <laughs> yeah to be honest i'm also less productive during those calls but i'm there for the vibes um but right now like for you guys is this situation like complete virtual or how is it yeah completely it, virtual uh, i don't even know when i'll be back to be honest i have no idea when i'm gonna be back either i started in person for like four days and then went off virtual but russell has like an interesting experience with him too yeah i started online uh it was a very interesting onboarding experience and definitely it wasn't as uh interactive, I guess, as an in-person experience. For example, my company, uh, we were all supposed to get flown out to a different state and go through like a training slash bonding experience with the coworkers. Uh, But still they did what they can uh, given the circumstances. And uh, it's been pretty smooth in there. Mm. So with everything being online, um, do you guys feel like it's difficult to like stay focused because your workspace and your home space is basically the same vicinity or you guys not have trouble with that? Uh, yeah, for me, it's, I feel like I don't have any trouble. So oftentimes I hear people do have trouble that they get distracted so easily. Uh, but 
for me, I feel like I have the willpower to, you know, be in the same room that I usually chill in, but also uh, put on my thinking cap and just like really focus. Uh, I, I guess, especially in my profession, because I'm coding most of the day, right? And it's so easy for me to get in the zone for that. It's, it's like constantly trying to solve different puzzles and I don't really have the, the capacity to think of anything else. And, and not just that, but I feel like I've uh, built up that sort of skill to not get distracted. So for me, it's been okay. I think for me, um, I've kind of had a different experience. So like I started, um, I started in March, 2020. And for the first week I started in person. And then the week after we all went into quarantine um and actually Yikes. yeah um so I got a chance to like meet with my team I had a I had a lunch with the team um got to meet everyone which was awesome and then the week after we all went into quarantine and I didn't know that I was gonna like stay there um and that was also the week that my dad got COVID and he tested yeah he tested positive for COVID that week so I was in my room like 23 hours of the day because I can't leave my room because you know like there's COVID out there um so I was in my room for like a really long time. It was hard for me to stay concentrated, especially with like that situation going on. But um, overall it was challenging, but then you kind of get used to it. I think especially as you have more work like that has to be done, you get more stressed um, and you just like have to focus. So yeah, it started off challenging at first, but then you just like eventually get used to it. Yeah, I guess that's that kind of reminds me of another thing is um, uh, being remote you sort of feel a bit more obligated to work more hours. That's true. Uh, considering that your work environment is so accessible to you. So it could be more stressful in that aspect. Yeah, I completely agree. Like with class being online, I feel like I'm only doing work. Like I'm constantly doing work. It's just, <laughs> Simon's like, I'm not. I'm no. uh, yeah, a lazy I'm panda. Like, yeah, a lazy panda. I'm like, uh, Russell is in a hyper-focused uh, mode and Judy's over there doing work. I'm like, what are you guys talking about? The bed's right there. The bed is right there. Just roll over and rest. You know what I mean? For me, I kind of feel like um, being at home is like, it, it, it's, it's torture to me. Like, I kind of feel like I need to remove myself. I need to commute to school and put myself in an environment to learn, you know, or like going to, going to, uh, to work. But if the bed is right there, I feel like, it's more uh, tempting to me just to roll over, you know, take a rest, not be uh, focused. But I definitely agree with um, Alexandra that at the beginning of quarantine, it was tough being like isolated and just having to be alone in your room, but um, it gets easier. And definitely everybody transitioning to an online environment, um, having Zoom, yo, who, who, the, the owner of Zoom, he making bank, he made bank. And Discord, you know, um, a little bit what Judy said, just being on board this year. I'm really grateful to have, you know, our board with us and just being friends. Um, yeah, got really close to them as well. And also you guys coming on um, tonight, just really appreciate um, the alumni coming back and chilling with the younglings here, you know, dropping. Yeah, you guys I think dropping you guys tired. Right? Okay. Oh, no, we're chilling. I mean, we do our Friday night late talks and we talk till like 3 a.m. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> this oh, is like oh, it's not, regular it's not, time for us. <laughs> but yeah, I really appreciate you guys just um, probably have something to do in the, in the uh, evening and then you talk to us. But yeah. yeah, but usually since you guys are working and resting like in the same space, there's no there's no transition point between, right? Like there's no commute or anything like that. So how do you guys like take the opportunity to fully relax and unwind after a long week of work? 
Oh, I love it. I love it because I used to, well, at my old job, at least before I started my current job, I used to have to travel like 15 minutes there and back by train uh, and like, you know, walking to the station and then just feeling trapped in the train and that whole process. I'm sure you guys know from just commuting to school. Uh, it, it was so draining, but now having all this extra time, I could be a lot more productive. You know, uh, you said, how does it help me relax? Uh, for me, it's kind of uh, oxymoronic in a way, because what I do with my extra time is not really relax, but try to take on productive habits like work out or uh, study this part of coding or learn something new, right? But then by the end of the day, it helps me feel like I got a lot more done. And that's what helps me sleep at night. That's very admirable. That's productive. Exactly. I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm just, who don't, productive productivity don't know her Russell. <laughs> i mean don't get me wrong i do get really lazy sometimes in fact almost more often than not on a lot of days but that is my goal i try to be productive i'm the complete opposite of him <laughs> no actually no um i'm doing masters right now so it's just like i don't get a break <laughs> because i would work yeah i would work from nine to five and then i'd have class from six to nine so your girl's not getting a break over here um but trying to relax, that's pretty hard. It's very tempting for you to not check your work emails. Um, I have my work emails on my phone. So whenever I get a notification, I'm like, just like very tempted to look at it. But I try to like take on different hobbies that like make me feel like relaxed or make me like get out of that work or school zone. So like I learned how to play the guitar during quarantine. Um, music is like a big hobby for me. Even just like getting on a phone call with someone from UCLA for like an hour or two, like that's that helps me like break that cycle. So that's what I do. I'm having trouble transitioning to the next point. <laughs> but yeah, um, me and Simon are really curious about how you guys feel like your major relates to your current work. Like, do you feel it as though your major prepared you well for your current job? Or do you feel like when you started your job, you were just diving headfirst with like no prior knowledge and it's just cold water? Yeah, for me, that's my major, fun had almost nothing to do. Uh, I, you know, I kind of want to say 0% with what I'm doing right now uh, because I was a CIS major. And, and, and keeping in mind that I was specifically on the cybersecurity track, you know, that's what I graduated with. But I'm doing nothing related to cybersecurity and uh, within CIS. Oh, okay, I guess I learned some like web development, web design stuff, and I'm mostly building websites right now for work. Yeah, at least some some aspect of it. Were There's some aspects, but uh, there's- Diploma-wise, just- that's very true the, the the diploma is good but um in terms of actual skills that i'm using day to day like pretty right, much right. a very small percentage uh what did help a lot was the coding bootcamp i went to after college uh, that was very practical very technical and very helpful what i'm doing now so what about the process of you getting hired like were you hesitant about the job because you felt like your skills didn't match up with what they were looking for or you know did you fluff up the resume like you got some advice to give us I think my boot camp that I went to prepared me so well that I felt pretty confident in how I was presenting myself I didn't feel like I was lying and that's kind of what helped me a lot I didn't feel like I was being an imposter and it's very it's, it's a lot more concrete in uh, software development because like I, these are the skills. It's whether I know them or not, if I practice them or not. And and personally, I know that I could do them. So it was fine for me. Confidence. Yeah, I should go to Russell's hey. website. Um, he has Tetris <laughs> on it. 
He, co- <laughs> he like coded his own version of Tetris and it's on his website. It's pretty fun. So you can play Tetris at the same time as you're viewing his website? Yes, yes, oh, yes, yes. Cool. Wow, so what about you, Major? Oh, Winnie, plug the website right here. <laughs> oh, you guys can find it in the link below. Uh, <laughs> but Alex, what about you? Uh, did your major help you? And what did you do to get hired? Um, I'm going to be real with y'all. I had no idea what I was doing in college. Um, may- I majored in ops, but like to be honest, I didn't know why I did. Um, I didn't really have any sense of direction. It wasn't until my um, last semester that I actually it was it wasn't until my last internship. I did an internship with Amazon during my last semester um, that I realized that I want to get into data, which is why I'm doing data as a master's right now. But yeah, in college, I had I honestly have like no direction of where I want to go. But uh, but I'm glad I didn't because now I'm happy with where I am. So well, what made you uh, interested in data? Yeah. Um, I think. So I entered in Amazon and just seeing like the different roles that they have there. And a lot of them were very like data driven heavy. Um, And just like Amazon, they would always talk about all the time, like how big data is, um, how much data there is out there, um, the possibilities with data. So that's why I decided to like go with that route after college. Well, prior to graduating, like were you really anxious about what your future was gonna look like because you weren't completely confident in your major? Oh yeah, like applying to jobs after college is tough. Anyone could tell you that. Um, I think applying to internships and applying to college is like a completely different like game. Um, I think for applying to internships, like I would be lucky to get like one or two like responses for Mm -hmm. internships like once a week. And then for when I was applying to jobs, like I just didn't hear back. it's it's so much more scary. I don't know if Russell, like if you've had the same experience, but applying to jobs, like not to scare you guys, but applying to jobs after college is like so much more trickier. No, I, um, I definitely hear that from a lot of like graduates, like when they just enter the workforce, they're like, oh, it's hard to immediately transition into like a full-time job. But, you know, facing those challenges, I feel like it's a part of, you know, just a part of the journey. Or Russell, yeah. what about your experience? Yeah, super relatable. Uh, what Alex said about internships too. Uh, like looking back, I'm... I feel really grateful that I had some sort of internship every summer, right? Mm-hmm. And like the first two summers, it was because of uh, Ladders for Leaders, specifically Pencil. Um, but yeah, uh, post-college, it's pretty crazy. Like my boot camp, they had us applying to 40 jobs per week, which I'm sure to a lot of other people, it's not as many. They may be applying to much more. But for me, you know, that goal of 40 per week, super stressful and really draining. And I think in the end, like by the time I accepted my first offer, I had applied to like 200 something, but had maybe like five on sites and maybe like 10 first round phone screens, you know, so uh, pretty discouraging numbers, but it's like, like you will always hear it's a numbers game. You just need like one offer and hopefully to the place yeah, you my, want to be at. <laughs> mine was different too. So I applied to maybe like 200 jobs. Like during my last semester, um, I graduated January, 2020. I applied to like maybe 200 jobs. I got, I had two phone interviews and then I had like one onsite. And I think Nielsen was like my first interview and I actually got the job. So I got really lucky in that sense. Wait, what? It was your first interview? It was my first full-time interview. Wow. Out of how many have you had? Out of all the full-time interviews, like zero. I mean, no, (laughs) Um, actually, (laughs) I think actually Nielsen was like my one and only full-time company that I interviewed for. Wow. That's pretty good. 
Okay. Yeah, I got I got lucky in the sense that I got my job like right before the pandemic. I felt so bad mm. for like so many people that graduated at the end of 2020, like with you know. Go, it, you, you so secured your bag. You secured your bag. Yeah, I, I got the bag. I got the bag. Don't worry about them. You succeeded during the, this horrible time. <laughs> How's hard internship time. hunting for you guys? <laughs> non right now, non-existent. There's like a shortage of internships because actually, oh, no. I'm for leaders too, and like there's very few opportunities being sent out right now, and they're not really matching a lot of people. And for whatever reason, like some companies just don't get back to you. So yeah, I'm kind of even ladders. Even there. if you apply for ladders for leaders, you don't secure a you know if they get yeah. back to you, shouldn't it automatically secure a spot? No, like. Like when they reach out to you with an opportunity, you have to like express your interest and then they schedule an interview. But like, oh. even if you express your interest, they still might not get back to you. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Giving you a little taste of the real world, you know, not replying to you at all. Yeah. I wonder but, if it's the case, like every year, does it get more and more competitive? Like, is there more uh, demand and supply for jobs, during internships? The, during the summer? Just yeah, during the sure. Summer or, it has been like uh, going up, but like definitely during the pandemic, like mm -hmm. there's a whole, I don't know, like how safe is it with like the vaccine rollout um, during the summer? Like, obviously they wouldn't want a workforce and having, you know, children's, um, not children, I'm sorry. <laughs> Judy, Judy over the year. Um, but yeah, having like adolescents um, going out and work. Um, mm -hmm. But there's still a lot of opportunities during the summer, I feel like. Like, I, aren't they opening uh, New York and fully opening New York in, in late May? July 1st, yeah. July 1st? Well, same thing, but that is, I feel like that's early. I, I guess I kind of asked that because like, um, at least during, when I was in Baruch, I felt like every year, um, at least it seemed this way, that there would always be more and more students, you know, like the population's always growing. And I'm just wondering if like the job openings would like match that growth or would it like just be more competitive each and every year that goes by? I think right now with the pandemic, like obviously there aren't a lot of job openings, right? Like a lot of businesses can't afford to hire anyone. So yeah, for us students who are looking, it's just kind of, yeah. All right. It's part of the grind. Mm -hmm. I was really surprised to hear the 200 plus number. I was like, what? It's honestly that. not that bad. Once you start, yeah, it's not that bad. Once you start applying to jobs on LinkedIn, like if you do like two a day, it'll gradually grow to like three a day, four a day, 10 a day. You just like, I, it, it became my hobby just applying to jobs on LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah. So he, that's the way you know uh, Alex's life had become. Yeah, it's my hobby is to apply to jobs. <laughs> so. You get so used to it, though. It's just like something you do in your spare time. Like, you, I did it so frequently that whenever I was bored, I just applied to jobs. Like, I'm fortunate enough to, like, I don't need to, like, job hunt and need a salary. Um, but I, I'm just trying to, try to, try to finish the schooling. You know what I mean? Um, I feel like definitely mental health and like um, the pandemic and, you know, college students trying to hang in there, especially as the end of semester is um, definitely very important. Um, but Judy, what were you going to ask? Sorry. Oh, I was going to say, um, like the fact that you guys are applying to so many jobs in one day, like there kind of needs to be a sense of detachment, right? Like, because if you were hopeful about every single job opportunity and invested in every like potential job, then like applying to so many a day would be really exhausting, right? So the fact that you only that you applied to like two or more a day, it's kind of just like discouraging. Like, eh, try this out. <laughs> like, is that the attitude? I think I. 
it, it's something similar for that for me. So I applied to so many jobs that I forgot what I applied to. So whenever I heard back, I was like, oh, I applied to that. <laughs> and they come back wow. to me. That's awesome. It was kind of different for me. I, uh, I knew most of the jobs that I applied to, mostly because I try to customize as much as I can for each application, uh, specifically within the cover letters. I was very, I was very, uh, I really tried to cater to each company that I applied to, you know, look at their website, see what their values are, what their culture is like, and, and incorporate that. Very respectable. That way you also do a little, like your little own little research on the company as well. I feel like that, that's a great way to, you know, definitely customize your resume for that company. Yeah, yeah. It, it makes the job hunt a lot more time consuming and, and just energy draining to have to like customize each cover letter for example but um hopefully I was, was just like send, I didn't, send my pdf like dollar bills but no i was just list. like i did not do that i did not do any research i just applied to whatever and if they got back to me they got back to me and if i liked it i would go for the interview and if they didn't then i just like ghost them <laughs> just got them back. ghost them <laughs> I feel like we have like a yin and yang situation here, like the extreme on the spectrum. Yeah, I was pretty aggressive on on like all fronts. Like for example, not just that, but I would also try to cold reach out to people as much as I can. Like I installed this extension for Gmail, it's called Clearbit. And what you could do is you could search for the company and then you could see like the email addresses of the employees that work there. And Wait, that's kind of creepy. I was just, I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. It's, it's completely legal. Okay. <laughs> it's legal. Like your info, but like, damn, Russell, you going that extensive? Yeah. Before you even meet interviewer, you know their name, their birthday, their... <laughs> The, the email yeah. address how many kids they got like they no it, it wasn't it <laughs> wasn't that deep it wasn't that deep i just try to look for the hr people or like anyone related to tech and then express my interest you know uh, wait so russell i don't have to ask you for your century email i could just find it online so you, you said you, clear bit right? maybe clear maybe bit? yeah take a note of that it's really helpful if you okay, want to network <laughs> too. yeah so you guys seem to have like two really opposite approaches to the job search process, but um, in connection to that, like, what were you looking for? Like, it seems like, um, like Russell, when you were applying, you were like, were you looking for certain things in a company that compelled you to apply? Yes, um, and no. Uh, there were definitely like things that would appeal to me. And I guess I did have goals. Like, for example, I really wanted to work in companies that were very uh, personal, that help people in a more personal way. Uh, such as uh, anything related with health, like so something like health insurance or, or like, um, oh, there was one that helped provide uh, healthy food diets for people, like, like one of those, you know, uh, Blue Apron type of companies. But to be honest, I was just looking for my first opportunity at that point, because I hardly had any programming experience, you know, professionally. And I just really wanted some type of experience to leverage and to really like, basically I was very receptive to anything so that I could build from there. Yeah, same, same for me. Very receptive to anything. It's so hard to get your first job, um, let alone let a, get like your dream job as your first job. So I was just looking for anything to like get my first foot in. Mm-hmm. And she fished up a Nelson. She, she went, sure, her first one Nelson. <laughs> But yeah. but at first, was- I, at first he said Nelson. I was like Nelson Cow. I was like, what are you talking? About? That's what I thought you meant. Wait, who do you mean? <laughs> no, he meant Nielsen. Oh, oh, my bad, my bad, <laughs> Nielsen, Nelson. 
<laughs> my bad. Oh, you work at Nelson, Alex? Yeah, oh, my gosh. Oh, hi, Nelson. All right, um, um, Winnie, you might have to uh, alter my, my audio for that. Um, we're going to do it. Cut this. Um, Nielsen, use this audio. <laughs> Wait, can she do that? No, no, no. And she fished up a Nielsen. She, she went, her first one, Nielsen. This, this is this is just us and behind the scenes of Winnie needing to cut out parts of us making fun of. Imagine she keeps it in. No, no, she definitely gonna keep it in. That's how that's yeah. the fun of it. We keep it in. What do you mean, nice. Russell? We keep it. In. But in retrospect, like now that you guys have secured your job, do you feel like there's anything that you could have done to be more prepared for the job search process, or any advice that you can give to undergraduates like us? Definitely, if you're uh, applying to Nielsen, pronounce Nielsen right. Oh. Nielsen. I'll give advice, but then Russell's going to be like, this is terrible advice. And I'll give the complete opposite. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Alex, she, Russell's just sitting there waiting for Alex's uh, advice. So so she, he can plot up a one that's completely opposite. opposite. Yeah, yeah. Yes, go for it, Alex. No, I, I can imagine what Russell's going to say. He's going to say something like, look at the company culture, like reach out to people, cold <laughs> call people and, you know, find find a job that you're passionate about. Find people that you're going to work with that are passionate about the job. But mine, are, mine is just like, just apply. <laughs> just, apply to experience. Just, just apply to, honestly, apply to anything and everything because you never know like what opportunities will land on your shoulders if you just apply to anything. Even if you're not qualified for the job, like if, let's say they want someone with like a 4.0 GPA, like still apply for it. You you never know. Or like like when I applied for Amazon, I didn't think I was gonna get it, but like who knows? Just like apply and also apply really early. Like so for what I did when I was doing my whole time job hunt, um, I would go on LinkedIn and I'd look at the jobs that just came out within the last 24 hours, um, and then I just apply to those right away. I didn't tailor my cover letter like Russell did for every single one of them I just did a simple copy and paste <laughs> imagine it had like another company name on it I've done that I, I, I think we've Russell, all done you're that customizing um yeah you're this lying. was like for an internship like before <laughs> the the year I really started trying yeah I've definitely done that no no it, it was after that moment he was so embarrassed that he never made it <laughs> I was pretty sad Shocked I don't think I would have gotten the job anyway but that definitely didn't help <laughs> um you're going to hear so many alums say that it took them like 200 or 300 job applications in order for you to get a full time. So right. yep. just apply a lot. Like the chances of you hearing back is like 5%. So <sighs> apply to as many as you can. I think that percentage is really accurate for me, at least. Um, I was going to give some advice. Uh, yeah. Uh, his, water, his water really quick. Like, did no one see how big that was? Can you please? Oh, what? yeah, this? Spill the water. Oh, I don't know why. Like, it looked so big previously. I was like, what? Yeah, this was actually a gift. It was given to me by Fiona. So if you're watching Fiona, thank you. Yeah. I use oh, this every day. Stay hydrated, y'all. That's Stay so cute. cute. Yeah, it has lines, you know. So by um, 9 a.m., you should drink this What much. is a red? Is it flowers or strawberries? What is that? Yeah, yeah those are flowers. Flowers? Oh. Yeah. That so says cute. Fiona all over it. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I, I really love it. Um, but back to the question, uh, you were supposed to reply with uh, something completely opposite, Alex. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, um, what was it? You, you guys are making me lose track. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just to say, you better blame Judy's uh water bottle. Well, sorry, it's okay. Uh, I, I was gonna say network, 
like not just you know talking to people expecting a job uh, hoping that they hand you one but just being really comfortable talking to strangers i think that's super important especially as you get into interviews uh you you want to be like in the flow of being able to talk to people you don't want to be at a loss for words or stammering when you add an interview that you really care about and plus it, it, it could be fun a lot of people see it as a chore like i have to do this to get a job but it could be fun and you might meet people that you end up maintaining like a meaningful connection with so definitely network i did not network <laughs> <laughs> see see you got i didn't phone call either not do anything i mean in the end, <laughs> i didn't get anything. a job out of networking per se but i would say it helped my interview skills right mm-hmm. i definitely feel like uh what russell said like being comfortable with just talking to people either like at a coffee which i haven't done yet um because of a penduce you know that that hit and we can't be having coffee chats but just being more comfortable with talking to people uh definitely is is very important and I think a, lo- a lot of alumni and a lot of like we go to events and like network, network, network. You just constantly don't stop hearing that at Baruch. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Alex, you 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 want to come at me or something? You were gonna say? Something? <laughs> oh no, no. What what was the word that you said? You, you said pandemic. <laughs> she she yeah, always got that. By the way. And do say. And do say. No, the because I saw that. people on TikTok. <laughs> I saw people on TikTok call call the pandemic a pandemic Lovato. And I was like, I'm stealing that. Pandemic <laughs> Lovato. Right. The classic panorama. I, okay, we're not going to start this pun. All right. no, okay. oh, I was about to do a pandemic pun, but not. Do it. Pandemic? A panini. Uh, <laughs> uh, that was so disappointing. Uh, <laughs> that was the pun? Oh. <laughs> I like that. Thank you, Russell. You're welcome. <laughs> Pandemic. <laughs> Pandemic. Wait, so whenever you do that, does she like edit words? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Keep clapping, Russell. Keep clapping. Every single time you clap, it's a. <laughs> Just the magic happens. So there's going to be so many, so many edits for winning. Which is well, it's kind of like SpongeBob with like the rainbows. Yep, so. yep. As you're doing it right now, it's, it's being edited in there. You too, Alex. Yeah. Let's do it all at the same time. Winnie? Winnie, Winnie can. Winnie. One, Imagine two, three. Me. Oh. Imagine me. <laughs> we're just creating work for her. <laughs> and then she's not going to add it. So in the video, we're just going to... Oh, you're going to look stupid. <laughs> look like... you looking like windshield wipers. <laughs> uh, actually, you know... What if she keeps this? What if this is on YouTube? <laughs> oh, it's a... It's gonna if be. not, we're gonna make you into a gif of you just. Oh, the funny joking. part is, like, you know how it's in gallery view, right? So how, like, everyone, like, where you are on gallery view is different for everyone. So sometimes when I'm talking, I'll like gesture to somebody, like, hey, hey, but then it's pointing to somebody else, or like I'm oh, at the oh, corner. It's like awkward. Nothing. No. I did that once, like to to Judy, and it was like Kenny or something, someone. Or it's just yeah. black. <laughs> Um, but yeah, like when you guys were in college, is there anything that you found memorable about your experience, not including the academic aspects, but just like extracurriculars, UCLA, or anything else that made your experience more fulfilling? No, I didn't remember any of it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I, I think. I think the most memorable part for me was Lunar New Year 2019. I think I, so I was vice president at that time. And when I, whenever I look back at that time, I think about all the hard work that our leaders put into that event. Um, it was definitely a struggle, um, but we all, like everyone worked so hard. I'll never forget like everyone's dedication towards that event. And 
you know, everyone's staying up to like 3 a.m. to like to plan the marketing or do the graphics or like planning how to how we're going to serve food or, or how we're going to make this event better than Moon Festival. It was just like all of that. And you know, like everyone just like feeling like the pressure and the like the weight lifted off their shoulders after the event was over. That was just like the best yeah. feeling. I remember like we were all in the club room like right after the event ended and everyone just like screamed and we're just like, you know, clapping and so happy for each other. So that was like, that's my favorite moment from Baruch. I'm very much the same way. Like I, I can't think of any other answer except UCLA. Just like super grateful, you know, just everyone I've met there who I still talk to today. and. I uh, still keep in touch with. I, I don't have like more of an answer. It's basically the same thing. Just having struggled with the people that I've developed bonds with strengthens the bonds and it's very meaningful. You struggle together, you grow together. Mm-hmm. Talk about Russell. I kind of feel like your guys' experience, um, like obviously during that time it was in person and now it's like, this is um, Judy and I's first year on board and it's our like first different year, you know? Social as a VPN membership, um, Alex probably know like socials are much more different. Those will be in person, we go to restaurants and stuff like that. And now we got to do it online. I kind of uh, like do have that same feeling of like, it feels very rewarding after like a CLP or GIM or social and judy can back me up on this like in a chat it was like good job oh, you guys did it we finally That's did so it. Awesome. Right. i'm just like oh, thank you you know um but yeah again like similar experiences just really grateful for this year's um board and then, although it's online uh and we're doing things differently the feelings of you know the family feelings the same through the generations you know so that's happy to hear i still feel like your group like got so much closer than most other leaders do because you guys are available like 24 7 to talk to each other and you guys like you can sleep and you can wake up whenever you want because you guys don't have like those obligations <laughs> anymore so you guys uh, could like stay up till 5 a.m on like a saturday night and just like talk your hearts out and have like those meaningful conversations that we weren't able to do right. as leaders so yeah. I think you guys have like, a, even sure. though it was online, I feel like you guys still had a stronger bond than like a lot of other generations did. Sometimes I don't give you an excuse to slack off. Cause like, you're not answering to me. Uh, you haven't answered me in four hours. I know you're on your phone. I know <laughs> you're on your, where can you be? You're at home. Where can you be? The bathroom, the kitchen. You know what I mean? Uh- no, I, I did that to my, I did that to my <laughs> leaders too. Um, Like they wouldn't respond for like 12 hours. And I'm just like, you're in the club room right now. I see you like answer your Ooh. message. I, Alex, like, I just saw you. I saw you during. Just, I, I saw, saw you on you on your phone. I, <laughs> I saw you on your phone, and you still haven't responded to my message, and it's been twelve hours. Like, <laughs> imagine you seeing someone looking at your message and ignoring, and they you. just swipe it, <laughs> right? That's good. Oh my gosh, throwbacks. This is kind of a random question, but like, like, do you guys feel that you're like an introvert or extrovert, and how did that kind of play into your experience at UCLA? I'm pretty introverted. Um, I, I guess there are periods in my life. Russell. Huh? We, we, we couldn't tell Russell. Oh, I mean, yeah, I still tried to be open, but <laughs> oh, is that sarcastic? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I try to be more open. Uh, there are some days where, like, uh, I, I'd much rather be outside talking to people, but uh, naturally introverted. Uh, what was the other part? Like, how did that affect me at UCLA? Yeah, like, do you feel like being a part of UCLA made you feel like you know, more willing to come out of your shell or... How to help you, like, step out yeah. of your comfort zone. Yeah, socialize more, network. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think, like, just me knowing that uh, I was more introverted, but 
wanting to improve and still being open. Yeah, like I, I definitely tried harder uh, being at UCLA to like talk to people and be initiative and communicative stuff like that. I think I'm a halfy. Like I think I'm half an introvert and half an extrovert. Like there are times where I could be very introverted and there are times I could be like very, very extroverted. But I think when it comes to UCLA, my extrovertedness comes out. Um, I think because I made such good relationships in UCLA, like out um, because like actually to scratch that. So prior in high school, I think I was very quiet, but then when I started to like develop those bonds in UCLA, it made me want to be more of an extroverted person. So, which is why I took on membership because I like, love talking to people and love getting to know people. So, um, I think UCLA helped me get my extrovertedness out of me and it's been out ever since. Mm. Um, having the, like what Russell said before, be more comfortable talking to people. So, you know, major came out to shell. Yeah, I mean, I hope we're not framing it in a way that being an introverted is bad, because I guess for both of oh, us, yeah, we sure. kind of talked oh, about yeah. it like, you know, we tried to be more open, we tried to be more extroverted, but, mm-hmm. you know, reality is every everyone's different. It's not, right. we're not better or worse, we're different, and we have different skill sets and different strengths, and we should uh, focus on them. Right, mm-hmm. and like, uh, sometimes I, I can seem like I'm an extrovert, like, it's, I'm, my social battery is really, I don't know about you guys, my <laughs> social battery is really low. Like, I'll, I'll be really high energy, be in a moment, and then by the end of the night, I'm like, leave me alone, I don't want to talk. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm going to go yeah. rest after this. I got to replenish, you know, in a way. But um, totally agree with us. So sometimes I feel like um, you just have to have that balance. Um, if you go to UCLA, of course, you got to turn that energy, you mm-hmm. know, especially mm-hmm. being VP of membership. I, I know how it feels, Alex. You got to turn up that energy. Um, but then afterwards, you got to go chill and relax and, you know, mm-hmm. just be by yourself sometimes. Yeah. I, I think that was a challenge with membership, too, because, like, of course, as VP of membership, you have to bring the energy, but it also, or, like, it also, like, like the other, um, the other people play a factor on it, too, like, your conversations with other people. If they're not bringing that er- energy back, then you're just like, why am I bringing in, <laughs> like, such a big energy <laughs> to the conversation? So, Yeah. To, to, to like which but like sometimes um but it's like a very low percentage of uh chance when you meet someone they're just like really and you don't really vibe with them like sometimes like it's very wholesome where like i will meet someone and and like even it's an online semester and we know we're talking through zoom and they're like oh, oh i can't wait to see you in person or like you, you know just so like i i just get really like happy that um i met some of the and, and like some members coming back and seeing us again or like falling in love with ucla and and never been to UCLA, and they never like met us in person. They're vibing with us, so yeah, I definitely feel that. When we're uh, resuming in person, um, what are your guys' expectations of like going back to work, or um, you know, or even Alex as a graduate student coming back to Guru Campus? Are you are you planning on to? I'm taking fully online classes next semester. Oh. But I I don't know what my experience would be like if I do go back in person like if I go back to the club room it's going to be completely different people from people that I've seen like two years ago so I don't know if that would make me sad (laughs) to go back Um, probably be all types of different you know I mean because of the COVID restrictions oh yeah that is true I wonder what the situation would be like like social distancing in the club room like social distancing in the club room cannot happen (laughs) we we had um we had yeah that Totally, we're already <laughs> two always jam packed next year. People sitting on floor, but we talked. We had uh, President Wu, uh, the new president of uh, Baruch, who spoke at like uh, event late April, and he was talking about like 
oh, maybe it's possible to do a big event outdoors. You know the plaza that was um, that they took years to fix? Yeah. Oh, fixed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so wow. now that the student is off campus, you know, they take the opportunity to renovate it up. And uh, President Wu was like, yeah, may- maybe you can plan an event outdoors. And I'm like, yo, UCLA got to hop on that moon fest and we got to... We gotta it's demonstrate gonna be that so we can cold though. Yeah. Man, get your blanket, Alex. We doing this outdoors. It's gonna be lit. But does it look a lot nicer, the plaza? Um, Russell, I honestly can't tell you because I haven't went. I haven't been oh. on campus since like March. Oh man. Yeah. yeah, because I think it was closed ever since like after my freshman year, I, I believe. Yeah, just a mystery work construction site in the middle of a uh, college campus, you know? Yeah, and it was kind of sad, so I hope it's a lot better now. I feel like you guys can still have, like, multi-purpose room events. I know Broadway is opening up with, like, full capacity in September. Well, I, I saw that, and I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, honey. Um, but multi-purpose... Yeah, it feels like I, things I are know. opening up too fast. Yeah. I, feel that. I don't know. But I just hope, like, people get the uh, the vaccine, like, during the summer. And, yeah, just hope hope for the best uh, from here. But, you know, don't, don't, don't jinx ourselves. We got to behave now. Got to behave now. Uh, oh, how, how is your side effects from the second vaccine going? Uh, you having any? Well, the first one, I was talking big, big, big talk for my first dose, you know. And third day, I was crippled at, 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 in my bed. I was so sore. But now, I thought I wouldn't feel anything. I'm, I'm kind of sore and tired, bro. Gotta, after this podcast, y'all, viewers, I'm taking a, Simon's taking a fat nappy. <laughs> yeah i'm not waking up <laughs> but yeah thank you for asking alex i didn't feel anything from the second like i was so surprised because every i think the second is like the one where everyone like you know goes to sleep has a fever um has all those side effects but i just like woke up the next morning i was like i don't feel anything <laughs> oh no side effects yeah wow. but y'all know that thing on tiktok right <laughs> yes yes I, I did that for my first souls and I got even more sore afterwards. Like, I can't uh, get circulated actually, it and I got sore. Whoa, wait, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> what is this thing? Um, like we have to demonstrate it for him. Oh, me? Alex, if you do it, we'll do it. <laughs> Come on now. What is it? Everyone <laughs> together. Russell, you gotta do it too. <laughs> you just like whirling your arms around? You gotta, yeah. yeah, you gotta spin your arms around like a helicopter. That's no. how you get the vaccine to go like transport oh my the rest God. of your body. That's the reason. <laughs> yeah. Actually, for my first shot, I did it, but I did it like all day. Oh, that was the biggest. Was... <laughs> I can't. Like Yo, I don't know. I like... wasn't doing something. I was just swinging my arm, and I was like, the girl, come here. Stupidest mistake ever because the next day my arm wasn't sore, but my <laughs> shoulder was. <laughs> it was. It was hitting that shoulder. You played yourself. No. It wasn't hurting from the vaccine. It was just sore because she was swinging. Yeah, I got a little shoulder workout. So I was like, man. Oh, so for my second vaccine, instead of doing the swing, I just stretch. Huh. It was good. Like a Chinese grandma, just stretch. I don't know. I, f- I feel like there's a lot of BS on TikTok, right? And I can't help but feel that's one of them. It works. Well, it didn't work for me, but I'm saying like, you have to move your arm because my mom, she fell asleep like after the vaccine. And then like she couldn't lift her arm after that. Like it literally was just stuck. So I think you do have to move it. So like blood yep. circulating. I, I, Not I, necessarily I, like swing it, but you have to move it. You gotta circulate it. The worst thing you can do is take a nap because like if you sleep, 
it hits you right after the soreness it gets you so don't sleep my my siblings did that they both woke up stiff like a like a like a cardboard just they were walking like planks bro wait hold up so that's supposed to prevent all the side effects from the vaccine Russell's still trying to figure out like how does the circulation of the arm affects it not just the soreness right because like okay yeah just to keep it circulating so i don't even know if that's like i see okay i thought you were trying to say you don't know the science behind it judy don't try to explain it girl i try the science Yeah, because I thought you were trying to say it removes all the side effects. And like after my second vaccine, even the first one, I was like feverish, so tired. The worst, my back. My back ached the whole day. My oh. lower back. I had to like work in bed each uh, each of those days after the vaccine. And I don't think doing this <laughs> would have prevented that. Also, if you did this, all your like side effects would have been cured right away. Yeah, all my problems would be gone. <laughs> no fever. That was on you. You'll get Russell. you'll get clear acne. It's like you're suddenly emotionally stable, like I said. <laughs> all from spinning your arm. Yeah, TikTok. No, I ain't gonna lie. That spinning got me a little bit sore there. I mean, a little bit too violent. I think I didn't even spin it for that long. By the way, there was something I wanted to talk to you guys about. So. Um, Russell misses UCLA a lot, and you could tell through his Facebook cover photo. His Facebook cover photo is from April 2018, and I remind him every single year to change it, and he said he never will. Very passionate about that photo, only because Alex nags me to change it, so might as well keep it. it. You guys have a cover photo from April 2021. His cover photo is April 2018, and it's just like, <sighs> here's our April events for UCLA. It's nostalgia, you know what I mean? He has, mm-hmm. it's like a... You know that old poster that you you always love in the back of the wall. He has to keep it up. Come on now. He yeah. Leave his, it has a special place in his heart. Don't judge him, Alex. Yeah. Exactly. He's gonna have kids that go to UCLA, and then exactly. <laughs> his cover photo is still gonna be there. <laughs> I'll give them like, that cover photo. They could change theirs to that. This was my cover photo when I back when I was your age. Back in the day. See when my see when when was my GIM? Ha <laughs> ha. You know. What mm-hmm. I mean? You see. I'm just not very so uh, active on social media. Like I change my profile picture like every two or three years now. And, and also, Alex saying to change it plays a part of like not changing. not wanting to change it. Exactly, Russell's yep. a rebel up, up in the streets. Yeah, yeah. Screw you, Alex. <laughs> April April 2019, I commented on his photo to change it. April 2020, I commented on his photo to change it. April 2021, I commented on his photo to change it, and still. Nothing. Is that why it got bumped? I was like, why is this? Yes, that bad? is why it got bumped. I was like, why? Why are we looking? Why are we looking at this now? Like, why are we looking at this now? <laughs> Young Russell back in his heyday. What? What? Back in his heyday. What's What's right now? What do we mean? What's right now? I said back in his heyday. So what about now? It's not. What What do you mean? Oh, uh, we can admit it. Still... Old. <laughs> old. Russell's a boomer, but he's a... Uh, hey, now. I'm like, what? Three years older than you guys? How old are you guys? Guess. 20. 20? No. Wait, no you guys are, wait, you guys are sophomores, so 19. Yeah, we're 19 up in the street. No, I just oh, really? I would have guessed 20 or 21, to be honest. 20. Both of us. I know okay. we look youthful, Russell. Come on now. Don't try to wait, so turning 21 this year or next year? Next, next year. year. Next year. My birthday just, like, passed last, last month. Oh, okay. Man, we are old. <laughs> guess, guess our age. Well, we have Melina, who's twenty six. So 
That is true. Wait, Molina's actually older than me. Yeah. See? Wait, so, how old is Molina? Know, what, 26. She's not 26. But she is 26. We're going to go message her. I was so confused for a second. I was like, oh. Yeah, right? I, uh, yeah. I don't know I what know to she's, now. She's old. She, she looks so youthful. Like, she's 16. God damn it, Molina. Guess our age. have her on a podcast. Uh, what, what did you say, Alex? Guess our age. 22. 20, 23. 22. 23. Why didn't you just say yes, girl? Right, how about my age? 31. 35. 71. <laughs> nice. You have a lot of back problems for your age, so. Oh, ah! yeah. That's one the coding, man. It's very oh, That's yeah, the bad posture. On his knee, you know? The back isn't working. <laughs> I saw you when you do this. I'm like, um, he definitely has. Just, I just, but how old are you? Uh, just think of his age and then add two because he won't. He, like, refuses to add TikTok on his phone. I, ref- like, I have TikTok, but I never, I never use it for anything i only i only use it to watch tina's videos and kenny's videos that's it no i mean like i've, I've had it on my phone i've tried it but it's just too time consuming it's like too meaningless for me and i guess maybe because i'm not watching the right videos but yeah russell if you go down uh um because like I, I always frown upon tiktok but then like if you cater it to like what you're interested in you can go mm. down a whole rabbit hole of like just scrolling for two hours so Russell, yeah. stay away from that demon. All right, don't don't listen to these. Don't listen to the female. Stay away from TikTok. Okay, females. <laughs> I, I, I was kidding. Not not Judy. Judy's not on that social social media. But Alex just try to advertise people for that. I love TikTok. My God. Do you make TikTok, Alex? No, I don't make TikToks. I don't do that. <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> she don't do none of that. She ain't doing none of that. Um, but no. you just watch and scroll. Yeah, I feel like people on TikTok are so creative. So I just like, I love scrolling yeah. through it. How are they making these videos? You know, when they're like doing the transition, like, like, have you seen that videos? Like um, the videos all transitioning and it's like, oh, background is like, if you're looking from outside, it looks really stupid. Cause in reality, they're just doing this. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. You probably gotta send it to me later. <laughs> but it's just, it's just, People are godlike. What I'm trying to say is, people are godlike with transitions and creating content. Now mm. you can be 12 years old making content with TikTok. I'm like, how do you do that? How are you that creative? I can't even film myself saying two lines without messing up. How do you do that? Are people are people able to make a living off of like just TikTok if they're popular enough? Yeah, I feel yeah. like a lot of, especially during the quarantine, a lot of businesses um, they can't start a business. A lot of startup, so they are like content creators make really quick videos of like um what one that i just saw was like a person who got rejected from a bartending job not rejected but couldn't apply for a bartending job because of covid so he started making drinks um online and it got so popular that he started his own cocktail kit and stuff like that and he teaches people how to make cocktails and stuff i don't drink guys but uh, um yeah <laughs> um yeah, you definitely can 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 start a business that. And I kind of feel like the future is kind of leaning towards that marketing as well. You know, with it started like TikTok is a funny funny. You, mm. not, it's not just a app to see funny uh, dance videos on anymore. Like you can dead ass put a lot of, well, that was New York right there. A, a lot of like advertisement and products and whatever on there. So I definitely feel like people can utilize that. Mm. Right, close that. <laughs> uh, thank you guys for joining us. We talked about. A lot that I know we talk about TikTok, but I think that's all the time we have for today. We should say bye, Russell. Don't do it, don't do it, don't download, don't, don't do TikTok. Don't, well, I'll stay don't very far in, away. I... Don't worry, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah.
yeah. Thank you, Russell, Alex. For Thanks for having for us. us. Thanks for having us. Yep. Hope okay. to see you guys again. Bye. 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 Bye.